500 years ago this summer, World War II, World War I was raging in Europe. There were drills going on on Treetalk Ridge, preparing campers for service. There's a memorial up here that I think many people may never see to the campers and counselors who died in that war. Memorial Hall was built in their memory. When the Peace Commission was set up in the United States to try to end the war, one of our campers and counselors was on that commission, Bill Bullitt, who had been, he was only 28 years old, and he had been a camper 10 years before. Campers were a little older in those days. And he went over serving on the commission. I, he may have been the youngest person on it. I don't know. But he quit. And he sent an open letter to President Wilson stating how much he had believed in the things that President Wilson said he was going to fight for in that commission. And in his letter he said, our government has consented to deliver the suffering peoples of the world to new oppressions, objections, and dismemberments. And he predicted in the letter that we were being set up for a century of war. He felt very strongly that the United States should not stand for this. And he wanted to make his voice heard. He was challenging the behavior. He knew the United States was better than that. He went on to become the first ambassador from the United States to the Soviet Union. He went on to become an ambassador to France, and he was ambassador to France when the Nazis invaded. At that time, the United States was still neutral in World War II. We still have a link to Bill Bullitt. His influence is still carrying down to us in a number of ways. And there are a bunch of stories that I'd be, I'd be willing to tell you later on uh, about about Bill Bullitt. But before World War II started, he suggested that some friends of his in Paris, a French family, that they come to the United States. And he recommended that their son come to Pasquani. And so we had a camper from the heart of Paris when it was surrounded by World War II as a camper at Pasquani. And that camper, a couple of years ago, recommended Pasquani to some friends of his named Cardinal. So Bruno is with us because of Bill Bullock. So there is a link that carries on through the years. And I'd like us to think about Bill Bullock's example of leadership at the age of 28, standing up to 
person who arguably was the most powerful person in the world, Woodrow Wilson, saying you're not living up to your principles. You're not living up to the best we could be. And I'd like to ask us what we look for in a good leader. We see Bill Bullitt's example here. What are the qualities that we look for in a good leader? DJ? Honesty. Honesty. Okay, the topic of an earlier chapel talk. Honesty across cultures is listed as the number one trait that people look for in a leader. Honesty. And we spent a lot of time talking about why that was important. Both and, and also we've talked a number of times, Jack's chapel talk, about honesty to yourself and honesty to others. Honesty in actions and honesty in words. What's another trait? Buckley? Kindness. Kindness. Again, topic of a chapel talk a couple of weeks ago. Kindness, thoughtfulness, consideration. Doing unto others as we would have others do unto us. Peter. Responsibility. Responsibility. A leader has to be competent. They have to be able to take on the responsibility. Crash. Courage to do what they think is right. And the courage to encourage other people. Okay, so this, is, this comes back to earlier chapel talks as well. And back to the first one about encouraging others. Nolan. Respect. Respect. The topic of riches talk. Respect for other people. Caring about them. And it is out of respect to the United States that Bill Bullitt is taking his stand. And he's showing the courage to do that. Hayes. Humility. Humility. And humility is a recognition that we make mistakes. And also, what else is important about humility, Hayes? Yeah, okay, because I mean, humility is a really important one. It shows other people that you understand what you're doing. If somebody really understands what he's doing, he knows that he's not perfect and can make mistakes. Also, if you think about humility, it, it implies that the leader is not lording over other people, that, that they're not trying to rank themselves above, above other people. Uh, a good leader is showing in terms of the kindness that what he's leading toward is out of the concern and care and kindness for other people, not out of a desire to be at ease, to have this, to make things more comfortable for himself. Q. Being humble, okay, which is the same idea on the humility. Okay, Drew. Reason. Somebody who's able to think things through has reasons for what he does. And this comes close to the responsibility, too. To be really responsible, the person must have a reasoned argument. Okay, and also be open to reasoned arguments. Gordon? To be able to listen and empathize. To be able to listen and empathize. 
that comes from the humility, it comes from the kindness, and we think about in terms of friendship, the listening is, you know, for, for a humble person, that is the way all of us learn, is by listening to others. Sam? Service. Service. And that links with the humility. Seeing leadership as service rather than status. Not trying to rank ourselves over the people that we're leading. Henry? Loyalty. And to what? And being loyal to what? And in the hymn that we sang first, I believe, there was a loyalty saying, I want to be loyal to the principles. Okay, if you're loyal to the principles, you'll be loyal to your friends in holding them to that same standard. Oliver? Intelligence about their situations. Okay, intelligence and competence about their situation. Something that is very important in leading the right direction. Valid. Tolerance for people who are different from them. Tolerance for people who are different, because that pretty much is everybody else. <laughs> Bo? Okay, doing it for the right cause. And again, that's coming back to basing things on principle, not just on what our friends think would be the best, but having reason to do the right thing. Charlie? Patience. Patience. Uh, something, I mean, all of these are things that we all need to work on, which is why we talk about them. But patience, knowing that the world is not going to change overnight. All right, that's quite a list but all really, really important. DJ, one more. Character. Character, and I would say that character binds all these things together. Having, having a sense of what is right, having a sense of being open to other people, all those things connect to character. Mr. Charlie at one point said, it's easier to name some of the things that leadership is not. It's emphatically not the mere issuing of loud orders and commands. Again, that comes back to the humility. It is not personal ambition for power, status, fame, glory. It is not the selfish determination to impose one's will or ideas on others. It is not a thing we automatically deserve because of our backgrounds or imagined worth. It is not lordship, but service. And you guys have already hit the next page uh, of material. He also mentions, Mr. Charlie also mentions that it's the ability to speak up, to risk the snide remark if somebody we know is doing something that we don't think is right. Oh, you're not a COI, you can't tell me that. Or you're not a counselor, who do you think you are? Part of encouraging leadership is being a good follower and being willing to say, you're right, I'm on track. The leader also, though, may not have to have patience that that person may not hear that message and may try to find another way to communicate it. Also, a key role there is setting a good example because if the leader is not modeling that behavior, and this probably comes back to what DJ was saying about character, 
people are not going to follow him in doing what he says they should do if he's not walking the walk, if he's not providing the example. So how do you become one? By experience. Uh, Ballard Morton Sr., uh, grandfather of R. Ballard, uh, said that you've got to get in there into the mix. You've got to, we learn to lead by leading. And we have to do it when we've got the opportunities to do it. And there are opportunities that will come to each of us every day. You don't have to be a counselor. You don't have to be a COI. You don't have to be a team captain to inject spirit and good positive leadership on a team, in our community in general, in the dorm. It just takes will, courage, energy, but you can do it. Being a good leader also calls for tough-mindedness. It's not, it's not going after a life of ease. Being a leader is, as Sam says, is a service. It's commitment to a community. It's commitment to the people we care about. And that calls for calling our peers and our community to its best helping them learn to live up to a standard. Ollie's character last night in 12 Angry Men was calling on the other jurors to be their best. When they wanted to go to ball games, when they were worried about what time they were going to get home, they were calling them to think about their responsibility. It's important to stop and think before we act. But it's also possible as Mr. Charlie used to say, to stop and think, and think, and think, and think. It's very important that we stop and think, but then act. And that's part of the tough-mindedness that comes into it. There's also a temptation to fall into a victim mentality, to blame things on other people. You know, wanting things that are painless and perfect if it's not perfect. We blame something close at hand. We blame the system. We blame parents. We blame anyone who happens to make decisions. Blame anything or anybody but ourselves and about the responsibility we need to take on. It's a dangerous victim mentality that's very easy to fall into. Stephen Covey in habits of highly effective people, seven habits of highly effective people, said we have to listen to what we say to ourselves. Does this sound like me? Oh, that's just the way I am. Uh, it's really saying I'm not responsible for what I do. I can't change. As opposed to I can do better at that. Oh, if I attended a different school, if I had better friends, if I made more money, if I lived in a different apartment, then I would be happy. This is the language of reactive people. Reactive people are easily offended. They blame other people. They whine and complain. They wait for things to happen to them rather than being proactive. Ironically, that behavior makes you unhappy. 
So how do we beat that tendency? Talked about earlier about responsibility, by taking responsibility for our own actions. Proactive people are not easily offended. They take responsibility for action. They think before they act, but then they act. They find ways to make what they want to have happen, happen. They bounce back when bad things happen, and they focus on the things that they can do. Focus on the things they have some control over. So the serenity prayer that Jack uh, included last uh, two weeks ago said, focusing on the things that they can do and not worrying about the things they can't. Bill Bullitt was being tough-minded, taking responsibility for his own actions and writing that letter to Woodrow Wilson when he saw that there was a peace treaty that would lead to a century of war. Mr. Charlie used to quote a poem called Let Us Now Praise Famous Men. And the passage he quoted said that our teachers beat on us with rods for the love they bore us. Beat on us with rods for the love they bore us. That's a somewhat dated thing. But what he's saying is they were firm, they held us to high standards because they cared about who we became. As Mr. Charlie also said, a few of you will make future headlines. You know, we already know different people who have made headlines from our community, but only a few. Leadership and fame are not strictly synonymous. And our country is desperate for positive, constructive leadership at all levels. Mr. Charlie said this 30, 40 years ago. Each of us can surely find a spot at school, in our families, in our local communities, where with unselfconscious dedication, humility, courage, discipline, skill, we can lead, first by example, and as we mature, by persuasion and action. So may we go into the one short, short, short week we have together ahead of us being models of service to each other, being examples of e for each other, understanding that we are gifts to each other. And may our experience at Pasquani help us become the person we want to be. As George Eliot said, it's never too late to become who you always dreamed you would be. Let us set high standards for ourselves. Thus, as Mr. Charlie said, thus will we follow the leadership of the greatest spiritual leaders of our own time and of former ages. Thus, we will each, in his small or big way, serve each other, our country, and mankind. 